This is emotional me. Emotional me. Emotional me. Emotional me. Emotional me. Emotional me. Hi there. My name is Peter Tadeo and I produce radio and TV contents. Up until now, I was oblivious to my emotions. I often reacted in a reflex rather than in conscious choices, and I thought that managing your emotions is something you're either naturally good at or you're not, like something you're born with rather than something you learn. But with the ups and downs of life, I found myself overwhelmed by emotions. They had me puzzled, I started questioning my sanity, and I could feel them crushing my spirit. And so to save myself and others like me, I have decided to create this podcast where I explore deeper on emotional intelligence. Under the guidance of a registered counseling psychologist, Amichi Nduka Agu. So let us explore together right here on Emotional Me. So, welcome to Emotional Me. Yes, I'm excited to be with you today. And part of my excitement is because, for me, this is a totally new concept. Mindful eating. When I was thinking about this, there's no much that comes to mind, you know. So, that's why I was looking forward to this discussion and I'm happy that now we're here. But anyways, how are you feeling? And welcome to Emotional Me. Uh, hi, Peter. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. I'm so happy and really excited to do this interview with you. I'm also really excited about this because not a lot of people know about this concept, but it's something that's really with us. It stays with us from the time we're born until the end. And it's just something that we haven't adapted. So I'm excited to give you a bit more information about it. Yeah. You know, you do eating nutrition yes. as a career, as part yes. of your work. Yes. So why you decided to pursue it as a career or something like that? Because in Tanzania, it's not even in people's minds. So no. how was it? Well, it actually started from when I started my practice as a nutritionist. Mm. I didn't look at the different types of diets that are out there. And, you know, for example, we have the keto and the intermittent fasting and all these different types of diets that are available for people. Yes, when I started my practice, I was coming across a lot of common problems such as obesity, overweight, diabetes, mm. hypertension, and all of that. And while I started practicing, I realized that I want to be a different type of nutritionist who can help people to even enjoy the foods that aren't good for themselves. For example, if you're overweight and you're overeating on the chips and the fries and vitumbua or even <laughs> chapati, these kind of foods, yeah. I believe that you should still be able to enjoy them and not have to stop eating them completely because you should enjoy the food. You should build a relationship with food. So I didn't even know that mindful eating was such a huge concept in the outside world. I just started practicing it on my own. I tried it on myself first because a few years ago, I was not the same person. I would overindulge in junk food. I used to have cravings for crisps and biscuits and that kind of stuff. And 
as a nutritionist, I knew that they have no nutritional value. So I started to take it a little deeper and I started to understand the foods. Once I learned the nutritional value of the food is when I started appreciating it. And that's what it is. It's just for you to appreciate the food, where it comes from, who puts it on your plate, why you're putting it on your plate and all of that. So it's and that not... is mindful eating. Yes, yeah. that is mindful eating. Yes. All right. So exciting topic today. Welcome to Emotional Me. Thank My name you. is Peter Sadeo, the Explorer-in-Chief and today I'm with... Navneet Verdi. I'm a clinical nutritionist. This is Emotional Me. To get access to new episodes of Emotional Me, go to www.anchor.fm slash Emotional Me. To share your feedback or comments on any episode of Emotional Me, go to Instagram and visit the page at Emotional Me Pod. Emotional Me Pod. For questions and more details, send us an email through emotionalmepod at gmail.com. Emotionalmepod at gmail.com. Or send us a WhatsApp plus 255-654-993-220. Okay, so I got a picture about mindful eating. What you're eating, where does it come from, why is it on your plate, and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to confuse, I feel, mm -hmm. like this is more about weight loss, you know. Is it really about that or is it beyond that or is it completely different mm -hmm. from that? There is no certain goal or something to look at with this mindful eating concept. It's something that can suit everybody. Because as a child, you start eating what your mom gave you, right? Yeah. But if your mom teaches you what to eat, that will stick to you longer for the rest of your life. Yeah. So this is basically just learning the foods and the benefit of the foods to benefit you in the future as well, not only today. So yes, it is. it has been linked with different uh, benefits, for example, weight loss, but it can also help with weight gain. It can also help with preventing non-communicable diseases such as diabetes, hypertension, and those kind of uh, diseases that we can prevent today. Okay. Yes. So let's take a day-to-day -day life. Yes. Yeah? Mindful eating, how would it look like on a day-to-day -day basis? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Again, we eat on a daily basis, don't yeah. we? Yeah, so no matter where you are, whether uh -huh. you're in Tanzania or even if you're in a continent that's very far off, or even if you're near the busiest city in the world, your stomach will still call for help when it's hungry. <laughs> it's <laughs> so a basic need. It's a basic need. It's yeah. a human need. Everyone mm -hmm. needs food to survive. Sure. So it's just using the foods that are easily available to you. One thing to know is you don't need to go out of your way to find a certain food because there are different food groups. There's the carbohydrates, there's proteins, there's the fiber, yeah. and there's different types of foods under those categories. So and all of them have different roles to play. Exactly. So they're all important in a way. They're all important in a way. Mm. But again, we also have to look deeper into our pockets and see what we can afford. Yeah. So it's not something that we have to really buy the most expensive food to stay healthy. Sometimes those can even work 
badly for us. So wherever you are in the world, this can help you because you're not sticking to certain foods. You're just using what is available and knowing the benefit of eating that at that moment. I like that point because I feel it clarifies also another question about this that perhaps is the thing maybe for the wealthy or for the rich because it may feel like, you know, for people who have the luxury, yes. you know, to have a choice of a variety of food that ah, I want to eat this, yes. this is not good for me, I can't eat this, I want to eat this. For some people feel like I live on a survival basis, I just need food, any food. Yes. Like having just any food for me is already a big thing in my life, so I just want food to survive. So now you want to tell me about, you know, choosing, this is not good, I don't have that luxury. There is that mindset, you know, when it yes. comes to... So what you said, I think, clarifies that, that is just... You don't have to go out of your way no. to practice this. Exactly. I have had the pleasure of working in different environments with different categories of people. I've worked at the slum and I've also worked with the wealthy. And my concept has remained the same in all areas. And what I noticed in the slum when I was working there too was even they are exposed to deep fried foods, for example, I saw a lot of obese cases, people with diabetes and high blood pressure still living there. Mm. And you would think that they would be malnourished or undernourished, you yeah. know. But it was the opposite. We had the children who were very underweight, but the adults were overweight. So when we looked deeper, it was because the chips, the cuckoo, the fried chapati, the mandazi and all of that was cheaper to buy for them yeah. rather than ugali and beans or chicha or boga zakineji. Yeah. Then once we educated them on how to preserve the foods, maybe even try to grow the foods or even use different methods of how to eat the foods, then they were able to control their weight. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's availability. It's also the nearness of the food. Okay. I just want to go back on the day-to-day -day picture. Yeah? I just feel like we want to put that clarity. Maybe let's take your story, for example. Yes. I believe maybe you might have had breakfast by yes. now. Yes, yes. So give us a, a tour okay. in how you decide, what did you have for breakfast today, for example? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for dinner maybe last night. Yeah? Okay, so for dinner, I actually had a local... My local dish, we call it sag. Yeah, it's a green vegetable. Green vegetable. Yes. With the chapati made from sembe. Ah, yeah. So it sembe was, is a type of flour. Yes, the maize meal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we used to eat with salad. Uh -huh. Yeah. So my meal wasn't exactly balanced because I was lacking a protein. But I then added some yogurt to fill in the protein yeah. uh, aspect of it. And this morning I had uh, toast with some eggs. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So mindful eating will be knowing why yes. you decided to eat that. Yeah? Yes. Knowing why I ate it. Balancing it so that you're still eating healthy. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, also being aware of how much I'm putting as well because... Mm -hmm. Yesterday was a bit of a busy day. I've just come back from a trip, so I had to handle some stuff in the house and I didn't have time to eat. But I still took five minutes aside to make sure I had my four meals. I eat four meals in a day. Okay. So that's what I had to make sure about. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so even quantity matters, quality matters, and when you eat matters as well. Okay. Let's proceed to emotional intelligence and mindful eating. Okay. Because our show is 
emotional intelligence show. So yes. for someone who is maybe a bit uh, confused today, like, is this still emotional me? What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> I want to understand, how does mindful eating fit into emotional intelligence? All right. So obviously with emotional intelligence, emotions are what are involved. And there are so many links with emotions and what affects our emotions. So to start with, when you're stressed, for example, if I may ask you, when you feel stressed, do you ever experience a change in your appetite? Do you feel Mm. like you want to eat some more or do you feel like you don't want to eat at all? That's very true. And sometimes eating could be a coping mechanism. Exactly. Which is unhealthy, of course. Exactly. it might just happen automatically. Like yes. you might not be paying attention at that point that I'm taking a lot of maybe ice cream because I'm stressed. Exactly. So the mindful concept is not an overnight concept. It takes a while for you to practice it and for it to stick with you. But once it sticks, it just remains. You know, it's not something that you can forget. So when it comes to stress and emotions as well, this will still stick with you. Whichever stress or emotion you you experience, it will still help you manage in that current situation. For example, if you're feeling happy, you may feel, I want my happy foods. And there's no problem with having an ice cream or having a chocolate or enjoying a little bit of these junk foods because you can still have them because you know that I'm just going to enjoy it now, but I'm not going to have it on a daily basis because you will still control that. Again, when you're stressed in the negative way, like I said, sometimes you may feel I don't want to eat at all, right? That's sometimes you can't control that. But when you do eat, you will be able to know what foods to put on your plate, which foods are going to really help you. And you will be able to distinguish between emotional hunger and physical hunger. So there is a difference between emotional hunger and physical hunger. Emotional hunger is when you let your emotions decide what to put on your plate. For example, when you're happy or when you're ecstatic, you've just passed your exams or you've uh, just got a promotion at work, you'll say, let's go out for a meal and let's just go and have a drink maybe or let's have my favorite foods, right? That's not always a bad thing because happy emotions normally have positive outcomes. But it's the negative ones that have negative outcomes. For example, if you're really stressed with the deadline either at school or at work or with a family or friends, then you have to forget about everything including eating and focus until you finish that and then you'll eat. So what happens is you forget about your food part, you forget about drinking water, you forget about exercise and all of that until you've reached your goal, right? Until you've done your part. Then you'll go back to eating. But your body still requires food, your body still requires energy. So what that tends to lead to is binge eating or overeating in the foods that are we call comfort foods, which sometimes just satisfy your hunger but not your nutritional requirements. That's when you're, emo- you're letting your emotions choose what to eat for you. Whereas physical hunger is when your body is giving you the physical cues. For example, you're feeling a bit tired, you're feeling low energy, you get the grumbling in your stomach. That's your stomach saying, okay, it's time for you to feed me. And those are the cues that you really need to look for to know that you are really hungry and it's not your emotions speaking for you. So there's a difference, yeah. That's the link with emotional intelligence.
You are listening to Emotional Me. To get access to new episodes of Emotional Me, go to www.anchor.fm slash emotional me. To share your feedback or comments on any episode of Emotional Me, go to Instagram and visit the page at Emotional Me Pod. Emotional Me Pod. For questions and more details, send us an email through emotionalmepod at gmail.com. Emotionalmepod at gmail.com. Or send us a WhatsApp plus 255-654-993-220. So if you want, I could just take you through the mindful eating steps. Uh-huh. What to start looking at yeah. right so it obviously starts with the person who is funding the family right okay. because they're going to provide the money to buy the groceries and all of that so what we do as a family at home every mondays is our day to buy groceries and we make a meal plan for the whole week so that we know what we're eating as the women of the house we're the ones <laughs> responsible for the kitchen uh-huh. so i make a menu uh-huh. from monday to sunday this is what we're going to eat and then I give it to the men of the house who are going to give me the money to go and buy the groceries. Because okay. I don't like thinking on the spot. <laughs> and I think that is a so, thing for many. Exactly. They, when they are hungry or when it's time for dinner, so they ask each other. Then so, they ask. What, exactly. What should we eat? Yeah. So, so why should you wait until just before eating? You'd rather make a whole plan for the whole week so you're sorted. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've sorted it out in one day. Now I know what I'm eating on Wednesday. Okay. Or what I'm eating on Friday. So that's the first step. Exactly. The ah. first step is planning. Ah, okay? Okay. okay. When you're planning, then you make your shopping list. Now, this at this point, you should be knowledgeable. You should know what are the healthy food choices, what are the non-healthy food choices. If you're okay, if you don't have any medical problems, or if you're not restricted by your doctor or your dietitian, you can eat and enjoy all the foods. But most of, at least I would recommend 85 to 90% of your meals for the week should be healthy. So that means it's balanced, something that has energy like carbohydrates, proteins, and plenty of fruits and vegetables, right? So you choose healthy, fresh produce, which you're going to cook throughout the day. Stay away from processed foods, right? Because those are the main culprits, okay? And something that's affordable and easily available. When you're saying that, stay away from the process, I'm thinking of someone like a bachelor. Yes. Just, you know, come from work, uh, just get something from the road, go home and eat, or pass by a restaurant, KFC, I don't know what, or exactly. just call, you know, for a delivery, for pizza, delivery. something. Someone else's life is like that. Just a quick thing, eh? Can you still eat healthy while you're just doing takeouts? Yes, you can. Uh-huh. Yes, but again, it depends. Once you are knowledgeable or once you know the difference between the good and the bad foods. Okay. I would not recommend takeout or restaurant food on a daily basis because you cannot control the amount of oil that they put in that food, right? The preparation, you don't have control over that. So that's why it's not always recommended. But now there are healthier versions available, you know? even for delivery and takeaway. So you can indulge in those. Okay, let's proceed. Yeah. (laughs) So the second step is to avoid skipping meals because another thing with mindful eating is if you want to stay away from emotional hunger, 
that means eating small frequent meals. If you skip meals, what happens is you start to feel really hungry and when you're hungry, you make poor food choices because you will just eat, eat whatever yeah. is in front of you. So we started with budgeting first, then we went to shopping list, mm. make a helpful food choices. Yeah. And then avoid skipping meals because again with mindful eating you should stick to a regime you should stick to meal timings every day try to eat within the same hour so that your body also gets used to digesting at the same time although there is no such thing as your body will stop digesting food at a certain time that's not uh, true no there's no science to prove that but meal timing is also important so that you stick to a routine because your digestive processes then also have a routine, you see? Yeah. yeah. I hear the things, huh? for example, there is this thing that I keep hearing. Eating late mm-hmm. at night or eating few hours or few minutes before you go to sleep is not good for your health. Mm-hmm. I like your input on that. Okay. But also, some people are sticking meal timing. It's not a thing yes. they're living. For example, for me, I have a problem with breakfast. Most of the times, I find myself just starting with lunch somewhere during the day, maybe two, maybe three, you know, and then perhaps dinner. These different scenarios, you can share your inputs related to meal timing. Yes. So your first question is on eating before sleeping. The recommendations are you should eat your meal at least two hours before you've gone to bed. And the reason is not because that it will boost digestion or anything. Your body will still end up digesting the foods. But it's also just to allow your body to start digesting properly. Mm. You see, if we eat and then go lie down, some people may have problems of indigestion or heartburn. Some people with like peptic ulcers and that kind of stuff. They do not benefit from lying down immediately because gravity needs to play its part as well, right? Ah. Yes, but that's just for the upper part of the digestive system. Once the food is past your stomach, gravity does not play a role. Mm. So that's one reason. Again, sleeping on a full stomach makes you feel very uncomfortable. So it's better if you sit up, walk a bit, do something before you sleep, and then you can lie down and continue with your sleep. But there is no certain time. If you're used to sleeping at 11 o'clock, let's say your latest meal should be at 9 p.m. Uh-huh. But if you're used to sleeping at 8 p.m., then you can have your meal at 6 p.m. There is no certain timings. Uh-huh. It all depends on your sleep as well. So it's just make sure the two hours, you, yes. give, you give yourself a two you hours back before two hours, you sleep. Yes, before uh-huh. you sleep. Yes. Okay. And your second question was on breakfast. So that is actually another step, which is uh, part of the mindful eating process, which is eating small frequent meals, okay? And that is because if we eat a small amount, right, after two hours, you'll feel hungry and your your stomach will say, hey, give me food, right? Rather than skipping meals and then having a large meal, and not allowing your food to digest until you eat again. So this is all related to habit. When you form a habit of not eating breakfast, you'll be fine with not eating breakfast. But once you start eating breakfast, you'll see after a few weeks, you cannot survive without eating it. For example, I cannot start my day without breakfast. I've just tuned myself to eat breakfast and lunch and all of that. Uh, Our normal habit is to eat more at dinner, like a big large dinner, (laughs) and have the smallest uh, breakfast. 
Yes. And if you sure. notice that if you try to swap the quantities, mm-hmm. you'll actually start feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're using up that energy, you're burning the food, you're burning the energy that's being given by the food, and then you're preventing being overweight or being obese, or you're ultimately also preventing other problems. So it's better to have large quantities when you're starting your day. Yes, when you're starting your day. Ah. Yes. So light meals for dinner. Yeah, light meals for dinner. Because we don't need that much energy after dinner than we do during the day. We can proceed with this study. Okay, so it was uh, small frequent meals, yeah. right? Because it's the best approach to eat small amounts. You digest all of the foods and you use them up. And there's no extra storage. You see, we want to prevent the extra storage because we want to prevent extra fat production in our body. Okay? And then appreciate your food. Say grace or appreciate the person who brought the meal or the person who cooked the meal. If you did it yourself, you should appreciate yourself as well. And uh, have a moment to talk about the meal and enjoy the meal together before you talk about anything else. Okay? Uh, this also helps with the mindful eating uh, approach. I'm thinking about talking, especially in a family environment. You know, <laughs> there's this habit for families that eat together. Yes. Know, for dinner or this festive season, probably you have meals together. During that eating time, also interesting topics about family matters sometimes come up. Yep. Probably sometimes about individuals, the mm. progress. How are you doing with school? Yes. How is your marriage? Yes. How is your work? Things like that. What are your plans and stuff like that. Sometimes they're fun, you're laughing, you're enjoying. But sometimes they can put you off completely. You might not even want to continue eating anymore. Exactly. It can also trigger another emotion that may make you feel like, okay, I'm not enjoying this, so I don't want to eat anymore. So that's why try staying clear of those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. Try to just talk about what's in front of you, you know, like ask about food habits or talk about what your favorite foods these days or try to educate yourselves about nutrition and what are the good foods to eat. Okay. Yeah, so (laughs) since we're talking about distraction, that's the next point to Uh. eliminate other distractions too. So aside from either gossip or talking about family matters that can affect you, also avoid eating in front of TV or eating in front of your laptop or eating with your phone next to you. When you're really interested in something, you'll just focus on that. So instead of uh, focusing on the distractions, focus on your food so that you can also appreciate it. This is Emotional Me. To get access to new episodes of Emotional Me, go to www.anchor.fm slash Emotional Me. To share your feedback or comments on any episode of Emotional Me, go to Instagram and visit the page at Emotional Me Pod. Emotional Me Pod. For questions and more details, send us an email through emotionalmepod at gmail.com. Emotionalmepod at gmail.com. Or send us a WhatsApp plus 255-654-993-220. And 
And then the next uh, three points, which I'm going to just put into one are use your senses when you're eating. This is something that I normally recommend, especially if people are going through a very stressful time or really affecting their appetite, right? This is for even children. I normally use this for children because it really works. You have to make it presentable. So sight, if you're cooking it or if someone else is cooking it, they can add natural colors to it or just choose different foods like vegetables that have color in them to brighten up the plate, like green vegetables or red like tomato or orange, any colorful foods. Because if you have all the same colors on one plate, then it looks boring, you know? Yeah. Another thing is smell. Use fragrant smells when you're cooking because that will just automatically stimulate your appetite. And once you pass the kitchen, you'll say, okay, I cannot wait to eat. But if there's a certain food that you don't like the smell of, then you'll say, oh, no, I don't want to eat this. You know, I'd rather go somewhere else. So let me just pick something else or I will not eat, you know? Another thing is taste. Obviously, without good taste, there's no point of eating, right? Because you will not eat that food. <laughs> That's and the main point. Exactly, it's the main <laughs> point. So you, you should choose things like herbs or even salt sometimes. When there's no salt in the food, yeah. you will definitely need to add some more, right? Yeah. But or when there's add too it much while it cooking. Yeah, or when it's too much, you cannot eat it. Same with spices. Again, there should be a balance, but something that you enjoy as well, right? In a healthy way. And then obviously the sound of foods. Now this comes with the first step, which is planning. You know, once you're making your plan, you'd rather plan for foods that you like so that you look forward to eating them. But obviously the healthier versions of those foods, right? So stay clear of like the high fat, high sugar meals or highly processed. You can still have a healthier version of the same foods, right? So try to cook things in a, de- in a different way. Preparation method is another important uh, point. And then finally is take small bites. Now this is linked with distracted eating. The reason why we say avoid distraction is because we don't realize how we are chewing and how many bites we're taking of the food. Sometimes you, if you're eating a burger, you can finish the burger with four bites, you know. But what happens is you're just overworking your stomach because digestion starts in the mouth, mm. right? And that's one thing we always forget. So if you're taking big bites, you're not going to have the patience to just chew, chew, chew until it's like liquid and then swallow. You will just chew three times and swallow and then you'll feel something hard going th- down your throat, right? Yeah. Whereas if you take a small bite, you just need a few chews to push it down your, your throat. So taking small bites and chewing slowly is more beneficial than taking big bites and chewing quickly. Now, do you know how many times we're supposed to chew? (laughs) It's actually between 20 to 40 times per bite. So if you take a bite of any food, you're meant to uh, chew it at least 20 times until it becomes like a liquid. Before you swallow. Before you swallow. (laughs) So now when you go home today or when you go back and you have your next meal, I want you to remember how many, <laughs> try to think how many times are you chewing before you swallow. I feel I chew way less than yeah, this time. No one chews for that long. 20 times. <laughs> Minimum 20 times is the recommendation because you're easing digestion. And uh, yeah, finally, you stop eating when you're full. So like I said, you'll only eat until your stomach is full. Then you'll know when you're full and you'll just stop automatically. But if you're distracted, you won't know when you're full because you're used to eating like this, you know? 
you'll see until it's finished on the plate, but how do you know whether that is enough for you or whether it's too much for you? So the mindful eating approach helps with that as well. It lets your stomach decide when you're full instead of your mind deciding when you're full. Ah, thank you so much for this education. Thank you. I feel that there is a lot of work to be done. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds a lot, but it's very easy. It's simple steps. It's something that can be done, but yes, it takes time. This is Emotional Me. Maybe we finish with an inspiration. Give us an inspiration for us to slowly start making this part of our lifestyle with your personal... So for me, it was more... I was underweight when I was a child because I used to be the fussiest eater. My mom used to struggle with me and she would almost even try to beat me sometimes because I would really frustrate her. My dad would also get so frustrated because my sister and I would play games on the table and not eat. We would sit for two hours and, you know, we would just play and not want to eat food. And then uh, growing up as well, when I became a teenager, I was still underweight. When I look at my pictures from back then, I say, oh God, this is, I'm so glad I don't look like that anymore because I was actually underweight. But luckily, I didn't have uh, health issues. It's just, uh, I used to always feel weak. I would feel tired. I would feel irritated. And I was just not happy. I was just a very moody person. And then once I started studying nutrition, that is what actually changed my mind. That is what make, made me feel that, why am I stopping myself from eating the foods that are going to help me? I used to eat crisps. I don't have a sweet tooth, which I'm very, very, very <laughs> grateful for. But I like salty stuff. And that's not necessarily a good thing because we have high blood pressure in the family. So I prefer salty crackers or salty crisps and, you know, all these other junk foods. I would have phases where I'd want pizza every day or I'd want pasta every day, you know, these kind of junk foods. But once I started learning about the benefits of the healthier foods and then that automatically changed my mind to say, yes, I need that. And once I started eating them, I realized that it's just food. It's still something you can make in a, health, in, a, in a delicious way. So I decided, no, I'm going to take control. I'm going to be more aware. I'm going to choose what I put. And I'm not going to let my emotional hunger speak for me. That's when things started changing. So now even at home, when we do have the unhealthy foods, I can even look at them and they don't tempt me anymore. So that's one thing that I really appreciate with this method. This is Emotional Me. Emotional Me. Emotional Me. Emotional Me. Emotional Me. Emotional Me. Emotional Me.